You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by a not doing great vocally because he doesn't feel good, David Cohen. Hello. You sound a little uh, congested today. This is the way. This is the way. Um, (laughs) Let's hope it's not fungus. Yeah. So um, we took a week off because David was on a cruise, and shockingly, he's sick now. (laughs) Wow, I never would have guessed. For those wondering what that music was at the beginning, that was the original music for The Legend of Zelda from the NES, the original NES, yeah. the 8-bit, you know, I guess you'd call it a legendary game at this point. I mean... I think so. It, it, it was huge. I mean, they're still making these games. You know, there's a new one coming in, what, a, a, about a month from now, if that? Yeah, yeah highly anticipated. Yeah, well, I'm going to get it. Yeah, absolutely. no question. I, it, and it's interesting how far those games have evolved from their original. You know, they're all kind of uh, role-playing games, like fancy role-playing games. But in fact, the one nowadays is the uh, is is very very modern for something that's that's been going for thirty years. You know? It's an open-world so, game. You can go yeah. anywhere. Uh, it looks like in the new one, you won't be able to get to certain places until your skill level is high enough to be able to accomplish it. But it looks good. I mean, yeah. Don't you wish real life was like that? There mm-hmm. were certain places where it just said, "I'm sorry, you're you're not good enough yet to come here." Well, it's called uh, um, adult entertainment venues that y- you got to get up to a certain age before you can go yeah. in. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, it's I, it's a game that I'm going to pick up. It's um, the the last Zelda game is one of the best-selling games of all time at this point. Uh, It's what made the Switch the Switch. I mean, that's why people bought a Switch initially. It was a launch title. That's why I got the Switch. Well, I got the Switch because I was looking forward to it. I got it at launch. I didn't know much about Zelda. I was never a big Zelda guy. But that's the game, uh, one of the games that I got with the system. And wow, it was game-changing. Excuse the pun. It was... It was amazing. Open world, uh, super easy to control. Um, graphics were great for what it was. I mean, it wasn't realistic looking, but you didn't want it realistic looking. It was cartoonish, but that's, yeah. it worked that way. But just the things to do and to up your skill, the way you can make potions and stuff like that, which I'm generally not a big fan of in video games. It just worked in this one. Yeah, yeah, no, it was well, like all Nintendo titles, or most Nintendo titles, it was incredibly well thought out and polished and complete. <clears throat> a massive, massive world game that worked straight out of the box, which is definitely not something that's a trend in the modern video game industry. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think that's one of the reasons why Nintendo is so successful. They have these hugely popular IPs. They're able to adapt them for whatever they want to do, and then they really put a lot of uh, craft and effort into delivering them, and they deliver phenomenal gaming experiences. The other 
launch title for the Switch was was uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and and that was also an amazing game. I don't uh, know if that was a launch title or not. Wasn't it? I don't think oh, so. Well. I think that came out a little later. Why? Well, because I remember enough. getting that. Uh, about the time that I was kind of done playing Zelda, I was like, "Okay, all right, okay, all right, maybe." Well, well, if you're going to, if you're going to lead, was amazing. <clears throat> it is, but if you're going to lead with the title, I guess Zelda is the one you want to lead with. Um, and um, yeah, there were, I mean, it definitely sold a lot of switches, and obviously that's kind of that's often the kind of reason you lead, you you have a launch title is you want people to buy the console for the sake of playing the game. Yep. Um, you know, and and. It's definitely worth doing for something like that, where it's completely changing the gameplay into something brand new that's not been done before. Whereas, uh, obviously, you know, every single Call of Duty game for the last ten years has been pretty much the same game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's the same game with better graphics when you go up to a, a different console. Whereas uh, Nintendo, you know, sails a slightly different path, uh, and it works really well for them. They released two, I guess, not updates, but add-on things for the game. I know those sold really well. There was this... You remember the Amiibos? Mm-hmm. So if you got an Amiibo and you put it on your Switch because it had a NFC thing in it, um, it would unlock something for you. Yeah. And I actually found this guy on eBay selling stickers. That's, yeah, that's, Ale- Alex, Alexander's been doing that, buying the stickers. Yep. And then you just yeah. put it on there and, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cheating, but what the hell, it was fun. <laughs> Well, the, st- the stickers are a lot cheaper than buying like a $20 Amiibo, which after you've unlocked it, you're just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, you can unlock it every 24 hours or 48 hours. Yeah. but So like it would give you a loot box with a whole bunch of stuff in it, but you can only use it within a 24-hour period. So mm-hmm. it was neat. I mean, it worked and, you know, it added more to the gameplay, but it's time. I think it's about a year late than when most people would have liked to see it, but it's coming. I'm kind of surprised it's coming on the switch and that there's not a new hardware from nintendo coming to support it because remember on the original well the original the last zelda game uh it launched on the wii u and the switch and they had it on both we had it on both i bought both versions because cole wanted to play it but i didn't want him to mess up my game on the switch so he played it on the wii u for a while and loved it and it was the same experience don't get me wrong yeah, well, to be to be fair, we don't know whether they're going to launch a new hardware. I mean, you know, Nintendo can be quite tight-lipped, so they could launch on new hardware. But really, is the Switch has had an considering how relatively low-powered it is, it has an incredibly it's had an incredibly long life. It um, has, and you know, I suppose from Nintendo's point of view, any time as as the Wii U demonstrates, any you can have a you can have a monster smash hit and then launch the sequel and it can bomb. So um It's six years know, I, right I, now. It launched on March third, twenty seventeen. Yeah. And there's been but, one update if you don't count the portable well, if you don't count the light version that you can't dock. The OLED yeah. version is the only thing that's new, which I have. We have both. Yeah. In fact we have all three. Um, yeah. Felix uses the uh, Switch Lite, if you will. I use the OLED, and Cole has my original one. Right. Which has new so, sticks because I got the the joystick drift thing going on with it. Yeah. Um, they've just announced in the UK, finally, that they are going to replace sticks for free. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice after seven years. 
Yeah, that's right. So um, and I know uh, my, my one's okay, but Alexander's light uh, and the Joy-Cons on our... Well, I, I think I've replaced the Joy-Cons on our TV one a couple of times, but the uh, Alexander's light, he's been using with a controller for the last year because the sticks on it are so bad. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, seven years for a, a console that wasn't exactly... You know, knock it, it wasn't out cutting edge when it came out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I, that just goes to show. Sometimes it's about the games, and it's a hundred percent about the games with the Switch. A hundred. Yeah. Well, it is with all of them, though. When you, you know, a, maybe a decade ago, it was about some of the apps, and you could watch Netflix on your PS4 and stuff like that. But nobody cares about that anymore. Every TV nowadays is a smart TV that has that built in. Um, yeah, it's still all about the games. I don't care how great the PS5 is without games. It's it's a box. No one cares. Yeah, Same things exactly. with the Xbox. And that, you know, there's a lot of people who insist they, you know, if you're not paying 4K 60 frames per second locked, then yeah. you're not playing a game. But you that's know, ridiculous. That's, not, that's ridiculous. To anybody who, who grew up at our age, where, you know, if we got 10 frames per second, we thought it was really smooth. Um, you know, we, we recognize it's about the gameplay. It's not about the graphics. All of that stuff is nice, but um, you can have a great game without having, um, you know, monster specs. Yeah, specs don't make a game. Gameplay does. And yeah. you want it engaging and fun. And let's be honest, the best games on the Switch is from the manufacturer itself. Nintendo yeah. makes arguably the best games out there. Now, my favorite games of all time are GTA, but yeah. Rockstar doesn't make their own console. Yeah. You know, when you make the hardware and the software, they generally are going to play together very well. You know, and Nintendo's always done that from the very beginning. Remember, they started as an arcade company. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you put a story in here. I believe it was you anyways. I don't remember doing it, but maybe I did. Um, they're making a giant uh, Donkey Kong, nearly this 20 was, foot tall. This is insane. It's um, crazy. It, it is kind of cool, though. Um, and, uh, you know, it's legit. This is a, this is a, a video game museum. And, in um, Rochester, New York, is where it's going yeah. to be. Uh, and yeah, they have effectively taken the Donkey Kong um, arcade cabinet and they've stretched well, it out to make. Well, they, yeah, they, 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 they did the tabletop version. Yeah, well, you couldn't do a full size one because otherwise you wouldn't see, be able the to see the screen. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has the controls and everything, uh, but they also have a little table in front with regular controls. Um, but it's running the original arcade version of donkey kong uh connected to jam adapter and uh yeah upscaler. and an upscaler to allow it to work on those big lcd screens S stuff um, that i have right here in my house yeah I, I have an upscaler for one of my arcade cabinets i actually took it out and, and put in another device that made it look more period accurate if you will yeah do you but, have a do you have a 20 foot lcd display though no, but that's not very know. difficult or expensive, to be <laughs> honest. There's software that you can take multiple screens so you barely even see a line between them. Yeah. Uh, put them all together. It's a simple piece of hardware and software. I mean, everything they're doing this, the only thing that's really impressive to me is the size of the cabinet itself. Yeah. The screen yeah. and the hardware, I could do all of that. Yeah. Um, my woodworking, it would be a, a, a couple TVs sitting on a pallet. That'd be about... <laughs> That would be my skill yeah. level. Yeah, well, they, I presumably they have uh, access to design consultancy and custom manufacturing and what have you. But it's still, it's a really cool thing. And um, yeah, I thought it was delightful to see uh, see something 
uh, that we remember from our childhood that was very much... I mean, you know, we were there when Donkey Kong first launched. I remember the first time I saw it play. Oh, I do too. Uh, yeah, and, and it was just like, wow, this is an amazing game. Well, it came uh, out of course, a time that w- where the arcades were already huge. It's not like it set yeah. everything on fire. Well, it did, but it was an established thing already. Um, yeah, but but back then, every time you went to the arcade and there was new cabinets, it was exciting. Yeah. You know, you just wanted to see... And you could... You could generally tell quite quickly which were the ones which were the monster hits and which ones were uh, kind of, you know... Yeah, you had to wait. There's a line. (laughs) There'd be quarters sitting on the screen waiting for the next... Yeah, waiting for... uh, Yeah, and, um, you know, and of course you'd you'd wait half an hour to play, having watched other people play, and then you play and you dive straight away because um, there's an awful lot of pattern learning and that sort of thing in those sorts of games uh and uh but yeah it was it was an exciting time and of course donkey kong was the first time we saw mario who's probably one of the most famous video game characters of all time if not the most famous you know was that the first time i i think it was pretty much the first time that mario appeared and he wasn't even called mario in the original no he wasn't he was he was just the plumber he was just the protagonist um, well, but he's un- the bad guy in the sequel. Because in the sequel, Donkey Kong Jr., you're trying to rescue Donkey Kong in a cage, and the guy holding him is Mario. Yeah. So you're going, you know, trying to save your dad. So they kind of so flipped that a yeah. little bit. Oh, who, who knew that? Let's face it. He had a red hat with an M on it. We all know what that means nowadays. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, um, yeah, I, if... I'm not going to ever see this thing in person, but I still think no. it's very cool. Yeah. I bet the graphics yeah. were fun to put on that big-ass machine. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, so, let me put it this way. Uh, a new Marvel trailer came out, and it's already the most hated trailer in the Marvel Cinematic Universe history. And it's for the Marvels. Have you watched the trailer? I haven't watched the trailer, um, but I, I have read that most most non nut people think that it looks fantastic. I'm very well. One of the reasons I've not watched the trailer is because I'm really looking forward to this movie, and I'm kind of ambivalent about watching trailers now because sometimes they spoil the movies for me. So that's one of the reasons why I've not. The only um, thing that spoils I, is what the what the movie is about, which is kind of the whole point of a trailer. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, but. Um, yeah, I loved Captain Marvel. I loved it more than you did. Um, I loved uh, the Miss Marvel TV series. I did too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I loved and, it. I uh, thought it was fantastic. You know, and I think I think the the lady who plays uh, Monica Rambo Rambo in um, who was in WandaVision is excellent as well. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the basic and premise so, is when one of them uses their power in a certain way, they switch places. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they've, you know, it's obviously which is a MacGuffin to bring them all together. But um, you know, more of it, as far as I'm concerned. But of course, there is a toxic. Well, I'd say it's a corner, but it's a bit more large than a corner of the internet, where the, you know the guys who who are the. <laughs> They generally tend to be the 60 frame per second 4K, otherwise it's not a game. Gamers are also the ones who hate women doing anything on their own. And yep. therefore, and they, they have a, a particular hatred for um, uh, Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel for some reason, um, presumably because she's not afraid to say that, you know, she thinks women are just as 
capable and, and deserving as men of anything else. Um, so she particularly gets tarred with with their hatred. And of course, these guys are furious that how dare Marvel make a movie with all women in it? And not only that, um, you know, black women. <laughs> It's not yeah. they're not all white white women. Oh, oh my god, there's a Muslim in there too. Don't forget <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. And and of course their their attitude, and it goes back to what I said about the red hats with the M's on, is that oh this there is no there is no artistic reason for doing it this way. It's purely to pander to the the woke people. You know, and, and these guys have a and it is guys mostly have a lot of hang ups. And yep. um, you know, and frankly, I'd prefer it if the general media just ignored them because I think by writing about them complaining about it, it, it gives give them, them yes gives them juice they don't deserve because exactly. these guys are, are losers, scum. frankly. Yeah. They're scum. So, yeah. I, I watched the trailer three times. Um, will the movie be good? Who knows? I don't know. I thought the Ant-Man trailer, the last one, was fantastic and the movie sucked. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to definitely watch it. It looks extremely well done. Just like I'm going to watch the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It looks good. I noticed yeah. in the last trailer, Sylvester Stallone's in it again. Right. Because I think okay. he was at the end of the second one. He was at the end one. of the last one, yeah. yeah. That's right. He's, he's one of the... Uh, he's one of the... Um, uh, what are they called? The ramp? Not the ramp. Reavers? The, the something Reavers, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It looked good. So, uh, You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's James Gunn. He, he's finishing his trilogy. If this is the last time we see these characters, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't need to know that there's a future for these characters forever, which is why I went into. There's a big old spider on my desk, uh, which is why I went into Ant or um, the last Shazam movie, figuring okay, this is probably the end of this character as he is right now and the actor because obviously before the movie came out, we already knew that there's not a Shazam three on the schedule. Yeah. For the next few years, so this is probably going to be the end. That's okay. I, I really, really like the first Shazam movie. This is going to be good. And then, as we talked about on the last episode, it was pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that you know, what's funny is the act. The uh, director wrote a review of the movie, and he gave <laughs> it a half star. And his comment was, um, "Why does Billy and Shazam have dis- different personalities?" He's one hundred percent right. That's that's one of my biggest beefs with this and the first one was yeah it wasn't the same person the the personalities yeah. were totally different the kid acted more like an adult and the adult acted like a, a much yeah, younger well, and more immature child so that was the choice zachary levy made um you know i've, I've never really rated him as an actor anyway um you know but well, it, he was it, in the show chuck and that was a terrible show i know some people really liked it but i watched a couple episodes i was like this is bad yeah yeah the, I, the buffoon I, well, that's pretending to be in ugh. well yeah that it was the it was a very similar shtick in chuck you know he's uh what was it was a plot in that he he'd been uh, he somebody had uploaded a whole load of information to his brain inadvertently yeah. and therefore he becomes the fish out of water with the with the kick-ass but, but that people. only works for a very short period of time before oh, it's yeah. too schlocky this is this is the problem um and you know maybe like i said um the first shazam didn't hold up for me on repeat viewing at all i enjoyed it the first time but yeah it, the I, the second time you watch it you're just you all the plot holes just manifest yeah and the so, problem with the second one is the plot holes manifest immediately <laughs> it's like yeah. immediately you're like this doesn't make any sense and i have no sense of foreboding against these villains 
Um, and no, one of the villains is a thousand years old and seems to have a relationship with a kid. What the hell? I mean, yeah. it's so many just cringeworthy moments. It just made almost no sense. Well, this is look, this is one of the reasons why the DC um, Empire has been reset under James Gunn is for, for precisely this sort of reason. And, you know, he's being quite diplomatic. He does these, uh, you know, he frequently responds to people on Twitter uh, who throw fan theories at him and um he's been quite diplomatic with these one with this one but by basically not saying very much about it which implies that it will never see the light of no. day again yeah 100 <laughs> um i did like one movie though with uh zach the actor um uh-huh. he played it's a it's a movie called american underdog it's a kurt warner story right. kurt warner was an american football quarterback and it really is in sports and, and this movie didn't do anything. Don't get me wrong. Nobody watched it. Um, yeah. It it's an amazing story that this guy goes undrafted. Well, no, he was drafted by the Packers and cut almost immediately, and then he's broke and he plays for an arena football league team. And this is when it first starts, and he's like a superstar in this tiny little arena league. And he gets another chance with the Rams, and nobody other than the coach wants him. And he's a backup. Well, then, mm. right at the beginning of the season, the main quarterback goes down, and he has to start. And he yeah. takes him all the way to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl. It is an amazing story. And I will say that he played the role pitch perfect. I mean, from it, it was just great. It really was. It's a good movie. It's not to the. It's not a Hoosiers. Don't get me wrong. Hoosiers, you can watch twenty times and still love it. This is a movie yeah. you'll watch once and go, "That was pretty good." The, but yeah, I mean, that, that's always a problem with these kind of sports underdog stories is that they are very. Even if they're based on true facts, they're very familiar, very rote. Um, and um, to me, that that makes them far less interesting to watch than something else. You know what was interesting to me was. Um, the the Reeves's Batman movie that came out what a year ago now was it a yeah. year a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Farrell as a Penguin never made any sense to me until you see him in the role, and he's a completely different person. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Let's face it with the uh, with with the combination of the performance and the prosthetics. Unless you see the title card that tells you... You don't even know it's him. You have no idea if it's him. <laughs> and then they come out and they're like, okay, there's going to be an HBO Max series about the Penguin. That guy. And you're like, why? I mean, he was really good in the role for what he did, but he was more of a minor character than anything. They sh- they make him look like he's the big baddie in the in the movie, but he never really is. Um, so this is, this is going to be yet another, you know, the seamy underworld of the crime scene in yeah. Gotham and his rise to power. And it's just like, yeah, I don't care. Until you, you know, see we- this, but I there's a Batman spinoffs first trailer tease that I watched, and it looks really good, man. So I mean, they don't show you too much about the actual show, but they do show you like scenes being shot for it and his voiceover and his acting. And dude, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't need to be in the Batman universe. Just that character by himself. If you didn't know he was Penguin, if they called him something else, you'd be totally in. But, it, but there's the problem, because we had this with Gotham, 
where they said, oh, you know, it's it's bef- it's way before. Look, Batman, Bruce Wayne is a boy. This is not going to be about Batman. This is going to be about um, Gordon and his, you know, what goes on. And and within <laughs> two seasons, it was full of Batman villains. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Batman was turning into a badass Batman, even though he was still a kid. And they're not going to be able to resist Batmanifying this. Well, he right? had, it, this takes place immediately after the movie, so of course Batman's gonna be a well, presence. Well, well, no, he's gonna be. A, but that's the good thing; he's gonna be a presence, but he's not gonna be in it because they're not gonna want to kill the golden movie goose. So yeah. you're gonna have this ridiculous situation where the Penguin is is establishing his power, and apparently Batman, <laughs> for contractual reasons, can't intervene and um, and does nothing about it. It's it's. I think it's. I think the whole idea is slightly ill-advised. I would say um, that, except the trailer <laughs> makes me think this actually could be extremely well done. It, well, if it's, it could be. It could but, be. Yeah, but trail. But trailer, as you, as you said before, sometimes trailers look awesome and then things suck. And sometimes so. you watch a trailer and the movie's amazing. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to rate this yeah. before I see it, but, but is, from what I've seen, uh, I'm, it makes me excited. If this was a movie, I'd be more interested. But the fact that they're going to have to spin it out over seasons as a TV series immediately makes me think, oh, I've been here, done this, bought, bought the T-shirt. You know, they, they did they did the uh, Alfred show as well. I think that just got cancelled, Pennyworth. That was the same same problem. Well, all the stuff, you remember, this, this doesn't, <coughs> it, you know, has nothing to do with the DCU, which personally I think is a mistake, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to hold out high hopes for this. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to suck. Number I, one, how often does Colin Farrell does something that just sucks? Not very often. No, I mean, I he's been not. in some not great movies, but it's never because of him. Well, yeah, it's whether whether he can. It's whether the material is up to up to his standards. Really, is right. going to be the. Uh, so the I cap. trust the fact that you know he's all in on this, and he says one of the most exciting roles he's done. He goes, he feels like a different person when he puts all the prosthetics and everything on. He says yep. he, he becomes that guy. And to me, when an actor of his caliber says something like that, that is intriguing. I want to see that. I want to experience what he's doing because I trust that he's going to do a good job. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. What I'm not looking forward to is the other thing that HBO Max has come out and, and said, and they're moving forward, and that is... They're rebooting the entire Harry Potter thing as a TV series. And each book is going to be one season. So you're going to get seven seasons of this, unless it's a uh, dismal well, failure. Well, apparently ten seasons. because Ten seasons, that's right. Because, yeah, yeah seven books, ten seasons. But immediately you, you think, okay, so the thing you say in the first sentence, you've gone against in the second sentence. Yeah. This doesn't really sound like you guys have a, have a great plan, apart from Harry Potter makes us loads of money. That's exactly right. And the fact that J.K. Rowling's is involved is, for a lot of people, uh, a big red flag. Uh, let, let's be honest. The last three Harry Potter movies, but they weren't anything about Harry Potter, were terrible. The yeah. the Dumbledore and the... Yeah, the Fantastic the autists, the autistic, franchise. Yeah, the Autistic yeah. Wizard. I mean, it was just so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It, the plots made no sense. You didn't know who was who. They're talking about history like we all know what the hell's going on, even though it was a yeah. one-line throwaway in a book once. It was just, it was so bad. It was just so bad. And yeah. I, I have zero confidence in this. Number one, nobody wants these characters recast and done again. Nobody. No. No. Nobody. No. You know what I want? 
I want somebody else to play Harry Potter for the next 10 years. The, the even though the the original well eight movies because they split the last one into two because milk and the cow, um, yeah. they were all good movies. Some were better than others, but they were all. I think the first Harry Potter movie was simply fantastic. It, it captured, but but here's the problem. It it also, and this is a problem with the TV show, right? It captured the first book very well but the tone of the first book uh and and some of the second is really very different from the rest of the franchise the yeah. first book is kind of like a, a is very tale. much more yeah well not only that it's more of a celebration of of uh you know wouldn't it be wonderful to go to a boarding school full yeah. of magic it's much more about that and far less about the dark foreboding plot and you can argue that, well, some people will argue that, that she knew exactly what she was doing. Other people would argue that as she got into it, she changed her focus as she wrote more and more books. I, I think, the, I think the latter is exactly yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, 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 yeah, it's the George Lucas thing as well. Exactly. Which is, yes. oh, I've, got, I've got to write more. Um, I'd better come up with something else now. Um, and, and, but how did they do that with the TV show? Yeah, because the TV show, everyone's going to look at in it, remembering the final battle with uh, with Voldemort. So if it's like a wondrous, oh, isn't it great? You know, little baby Harry Potter goes to boarding school, right? People are are, are going to hammer on it. Um, and, and if it's uh, too dark, they're going to be like, well, this isn't what the book was like at all. Yeah, exactly. And so how do you make yeah. a TV? Well, okay, look, they they you got to leave a lot of stuff out, subplots and stuff when you make the movies. You've only got a couple hours to do it. Yeah. So I get it. But I also don't think there's enough for an entire... There's going to be so much filler that yeah. wasn't canon in the books. You're going to be like, yeah. And and there's a reason they cut a lot of those subplots out. Because they just weren't really very interesting. Exactly. You know, they were, they, they were pr- pretty much, you know, teeny young adult type stuff. And they just... They just didn't really. Well, and, and too much of it was you know? world building, which is fine yeah. if if that's your thing. But in the movies, we don't need it because it's not going to go anywhere. We know that. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. So, I think some is a lot of people are like. Well, they're just doing this for money. Well, of course, that's all. Every movie you watch is that they're doing it for. How stupid is that? As a re- yeah. they shouldn't. And Elijah Wood just came out about the new, um, um. Lord of the Rings Rings. things coming out. Not the one that's already out, but the new one's coming. And he's like, I feel like they're just doing it for the money. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) You you think? That's what pays those movie star salaries a lot. Yeah. (laughs) You you, you like your big mansion you live in? How do you think you got that? But I I think the difficulty with this is that it's very, very hard to pull off at the best of times. And for something that's still... So much. Uh, I mean, it's it's the the movies go back further than you think they do, but it's still very much in the in the recent in the recent cultural zeitgeist. Well, uh, the movies those... are on constant repeat on different you know cable exactly. channels. They're when HBO got them, they were splashed all over their you know streaming service. Um, I, it's just dumb. It, I get that you want to. You paid a lot of money, and you made a lot of money. Hey, wouldn't it be great to make some more money? Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know, maybe do something original. Nobody yeah. wants to see the same story redone, and that's what they're I, doing. I, I think I think that's the problem I have with it. And there is plenty of material, Fantastic Beasts aside, you know, they, they've got the play that that's a, a two-part play that, that by all accounts is really good and that's set in the future. They could have done that. I don't understand why they didn't, but uh, especially as she wrote it, but, but they did. You know, or they could pay her to write something new and develop something new. 
you know they've got a whole again it's 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 the star wars problem it's it's they've got a whole universe full of magical people and yet they stick with the same people and the same events over and over and over again yep well you know, speaking star of wars which is... <laughs> speaking of which yeah yeah i mean you know so uh all of a sudden star wars uh the star wars franchise is in the movie business again and uh they're doing quite a lot of revisiting the well as well yeah well who knows i i'm not gonna i i don't know anything enough about it to the one that i'm the least excited about is them bringing back uh daisy daisy yeah exactly but, the, like, but that's yeah. that that's precisely what I mean. It's just like, oh, uh, you know, rebuild the Jedi Order again. And look how well it went the last two times. Um, it, 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 as a premise, it immediately turns me off. I, I can agree. understand I can understand them wanting to use Daisy Ridley again. I, I think she's a high spot of those movies in terms of the performance she gives um, with some very, very thin characterization that went all over the place. I think she's a great actress and I think she's great in the role. I can understand them wanting to use her as a draw to the next movie. I just don't think they've got the idea what they're going to do with that movie. And, um, you know, it completely unexcites me. And I've got to be honest, I'm a sli- little bit concerned. The This season of The Mandalorian is a little all over the place again. Um, yeah, but it's and, fantastic. Every one of them is Yeah, I know. But but sometimes you sometimes you look at things and you think this is succeeding despite itself rather than because of. But they're itself. tying it all together. That's the thing. Uh, Every I time know. you think, why are we looking at this guy, and why is this whole episode about this guy who used to be a bad guy? Now we're supposed to believe he's turning. And but then they start tying it together, and you're like, oh, okay, mm. this yeah. is interesting. The Mandalorians are actually coming together, and uh, you know it. I think it's been great. There, there's nothing about the new season of The Mandalorian that has disappointed me so far. I, I think every every bit of it is just these guys really know the universe. They're doing their own thing, and it's better yeah. than any other Star Wars project out there. I, I well, I, I maybe maybe I'm unfairly compar- comparing it to Andor, which I love. I've got to be honest, I loved much more than this season of The Mandalorian. Much as I love The Mandalorian, I just thought Andor was fantastic. But yeah, uh, I don't want to compare the two because they are tonally two different type of shows, and they're yeah. accomplishing two different type of things. Yeah, and that, let's be honest, a, there is no point. Andor if there wasn't Mandalorian. This that's true, that's true. You know, but that being said, um. I think that the Bad Batch, they just wrapped up their second season. They're getting one more season. They're hitting on a lot of the same themes. Um, and it's been great. When I, What was the um, Rebels, that TV show? Yeah, yeah. That's the premise for the Osaka, or what's her name? Uh, yeah. Osaka? Yeah, that's right. Oso- Osoku? That's her. I, she's looking yeah. for the young Jedi in that. But that's they had right, yeah. Zeb in Mandalorian. Yep. And I... Both Cole and I lost our shit when we saw that. We were like, "Oh my god!" It's and they and they got the same actor to do the voice. Yeah, no, and he looked. Fantastic. It looked fantastic. I was just like, yeah. "Hell yes, that is that is awesome." We got to see this character, um, but like that one Rebel pilot, you know, he's great, and yeah. I like his story even more. Do you know about this actor? No. So he was in this series, um, Kim's Corner. And he uses a very thick accent. It's a Canadian show. Uh, and it's about a convenience store. And the guy who played, um, uh, Shai, uh, what's his name? The Marvel character, Asian guy. I'm uh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The 
Tech the Shang Li. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he's Simu, in that show Simu, too. Simu Li. Yeah, he's in that show too, and it's it's really funny. It's a it's a funny show. I liked it. So, anyways, this guy is our age. This guy who plays a robot pilot, he is our age. He grew up with Star Wars, to the point where he's like a collector of the toys. Uh, his right. dream was always to be in Star Wars, and he met John Favreau, yeah. um, and heard that he was doing that. And John Favreau asked, "Hey, I heard that you're a big Star Wars fan," and the, he just geeked out on him. So he gave yeah. him a role, and he has expanded that role. I think it's great for someone no, it's, that's it's, like you and cool. I to get. Yeah. Think about it. If I was in The Mandalorian, you would be like, you would like it even more. You're like, I know that yeah. dude. He is such a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. This is awesome. I, 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 I hope, love stuff I, like that. I hope. I hope when he leaves set at the end of the day, they're checking his bags. Like, oh no, he's already said he stole the uh, helmet that he wore in the first seri- season. He yeah. didn't. He didn't think he was going to be back. He thought it would just be a one-off type of thing. Yeah. And yet they they keep using him. He's a good actor too. Yeah, he is. He's 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 great in the role, and you know he. That's the source of. Per, a sort of actor you actually want in some of these roles. Yes. You want somebody who's an everyman because the whole point about Star Wars was it, it was a it wasn't all shiny and flashy. It no. was kind of beat up news and and working class. And that's yep. kind of you know this is exactly the sort of guy who you'd expect to be in the rebellion as a pilot. He's like he's like a you know he's like a policeman in a cruiser. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he is. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I, I I think that and I, he was in Boba Fett too. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I really am enjoying what Favreau and Fioni are doing in the Star Wars universe. I think, I would have said that's the best thing that Star Wars has got going, except, like you said, Andor was so good. I mean, yeah. everyone's like, oh, you know, they're ruining Star Wars. No, they're not. They're making no. it better. It was better. I, I, I am very optimistic on the direction of the Star Wars universe, more so than the Marvel stuff right now. Yeah, and of course, Fioni's getting his own movie too, yeah. which um, is really, which good, you good imagine news. he's going to take all the stuff he's done in TV and put that in a movie, and that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I'm so yeah. excited for him. Um, yeah, and he was a Star Wars fan when when he started the Clone Wars. You know, George Lucas was overseeing it, and he was the right-hand man to George Lucas through the whole thing. And Lucas yeah. explained his reasoning behind these characters and, uh, you know, the force and the universe and these different races and what the Mandalorians are all about. And so a lot of the stuff we're seeing is a direct because of George Lucas, because Dave Fioni worked with Lucas and he understands these stories and these backstories and the characters and the politics and all of this stuff way better than most people realize he does and it comes from lucas so they're doing such a great job um almost i'm enjoying it almost as much as i am the new uh, picard series season three so the picard series is it's virtually perfect and it's not often you think that but you're watching it and what it, what really kind of struck me about it was you would watch one episode and yeah they're a little bit longer than a TV show episode because there's no ads so they're about no an ads. hour each yep. yeah and you come to the end of the episode and you would go oh my god I can't believe how much stuff happened yeah 
in in a way that was all there's very little filler in it there's very little oh i don't understand why they're doing this um and even there are times when 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 you do under when you you don't understand the time they pay it off later in the season in a way that really well now i understand why he was like that you know the thing is you uh you're the biggest critic when it comes to going back to the well and telling the same stories and come on can't you come up with something new you you always rally against that so it's also surprising because i think you're a little bit like me i'm less inclined to to ding people for going back to the well because i want to see more of that um but but, yeah but but they're doing it the right way and there's the difference well this isn't that this isn't going back to oh, going 100%. Back to the well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, no, no. Let, Have let you watched the last episode? No, I haven't seen the final finale yet. No, well, but has it come let, out let, yet? Yeah, because well, that's why then. Well, no, um, I mean, the, la- the last one, yeah, that they, I've, yeah. I've, I've seen them all up until now, right? So, so what, what I mean by that is obviously, yes, they are going back to the well. This is like a, se- a sequel to the next generation, but rather than the way. Uh, other properties do it where it's just basically it's the same character in the same situation doing the same thing and it's just like oh here they are isn't it great and all that sort of thing this every single one of them has moved on in 30 years and every single one of them you go yeah i understand why they are where they are in 30 years it makes total sense for Worf to become such a badass warrior that all of a sudden he decides he doesn't most of the time he doesn't need to fight anyone anymore yeah it's 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 genius and at the same time, you kind of go, yeah, I can see that. You know, it, it's it's very much that Geordie uh, becomes, um, and apologies for anybody who we're spoiling the show for, but we're, we're presuming you're, you're, you're kind of caught up on. Um, it's it's completely and utterly uh, believable that Geordie, who was, who was, despite being blind, was wide-eyed and uh, always gung-ho and always wanted to try the latest trick when he was back on the ship, but now he's got a family and he's become a hugely conservative. Um, it, it can make sense. It completely makes sense that, that Seven of Nine, who's been through all of these changes, you know, has finally done what everyone's been telling her entire life to do, to, to do uh, the, what, the right thing, which is going to Starfleet and become an officer. And it's completely disillusioned by it because she's face, facing Borg um, you know b- uh, criticism for being a Borg and she's unfortunately landed with a, a particularly um, abrasive captain you know all of these changes kind of make you know they make a lot of sense even the the Beverly thing where she thought she thinks she's pregnant by by uh, Picard so she does a runner because she doesn't want her child to be involved with his lifestyle you know again it's just like you can you can see that happening you know, because she spent all that time on the ship seeing that happening and decided she didn't want to be part of it anymore. All of it just, it just makes sense. And even poor old Data, who really has had a very rough ride in these last three seasons of Star Trek, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like, you know, oh, they're going to let him go. Oh, no, here he's back again. Oh, no, they're going to let him go. Here he's banking, banking her back again. It kind of, you could see how that could happen. Um, and so, uh, you know, to me, I, I I think it's so well done. It's so natural. Yep. And then they've put them in this story that uh, is just brilliant. Yes. I mean, it really has. And the way they've not only is the story itself brilliant, but the way they've unfolded it week after week after week to keep the audience guessing, to give you just enough information and to make it a, an exciting ride all the way through. When they open that, when, fantastic. when when Deanna opens that door and sees what's on the other side, yeah. I literally went, oh, shit. Yeah, I really did. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I should be numb to that now because they overused it way too much. 
including yeah. on the last season of Picard. But man, I don't know. It, 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 it sent chills through me when I saw what was there. Cause I don't want to completely ruin it for people, but the, uh, yeah, the only thing that, that, that bothers me about Picard is first of all, this is the final one, which is, which makes me sad because more of this please. Uh, and secondly, I just wish that 15, 20 years ago, they'd have said, let's make another TNG series because if they'd have been doing it like this, this, it would have been phenomenal. Um, maybe you couldn't have done it 20 years ago. Maybe we needed game of Thrones and the big budgets and the streaming services to be able to make this show. Yes. But I, I what, think that's what, probably accurate. That's fair. What, what, what's really, the, what really slightly annoys me is it makes me even more annoyed about the season two because the season two was so far below this in quality. It was. And this is this is just. I, I actually wasn't looking forward to season three after season no. two, even with all the old actors saying they're coming back, and they were filming it while season two was, you know, still streaming. I was like, yeah, of course they're going to say that. I mean, most of these actors, they haven't really done a whole lot after Star Trek. I mean, yeah. Other than Picard himself, I mean, Patrick Stewart was, you know, he's Patrick Stewart, but it's so good. Um, yeah. And you say you're bummed because there's not going to be a season four, if you will. I'm okay with that because we still have Strange New Worlds, which is fantastic. Yeah. Lower yeah. Decks, which is great. I'm glad they're yeah. finally going to end Discovery after this next season because yeah. that's yeah. been trash. I, I haven't enjoyed much of that. Some of it's been pretty good, but the last season was <clears throat> probably the best of all of them so far. Yeah, It yeah. needs to end. Well, the problem is it's it's because of the choices they've made. It's now disconnected from everything else. Um, and that makes it very... I can imagine that makes it quite expensive to make because you can't share um, sets and characters and things like that. Um, but also as well, the fact is is that is that it, it's so far away from the exciting part of Star Trek at the moment that it makes it difficult to sustain. So I'm really not surprised it's it's running its course. Now, I just hope hope that the new stuff that's coming out is is as good as as, as Picard is and they continue on this tear. I, I gotta be honest, I, I'm I'm more um excited for new Star Trek stuff than I thought I would be. Yeah. But, but they're doing it right. I mean look, we've said this before and and I'm going to say it again. We are living in the golden age when it comes to geeks. Yeah. When it comes to um, what we cover on the show, Geeks Pub, where you can sit in a bar and talk about this geeky stuff. And it's such good stuff. Speaking of geeky stuff, um, I'm going to be, let's see, it's 8.30 a.m. now almost. Uh, in a couple hours, two hours, I'm leaving for Kalamazoo. They're having... Uh, a Comic Con in Grand Rapids. It, it's usually the Grand, Ram Grand Rapids Comic Con that Cole and I go to every year. Mm -hmm. And he dressed up uh, the last one as Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales. And we're going today to Kalamazoo. It's Grand Rapids Comic Con on the road. And he is going as some anime character. I don't, I'm, I don't know anime, so I don't, I don't really know it. But you know, he's got the costume and the fake sword and all that. And yep. he's asked me a couple times that I should dress up as something. So finally, I am. So I'm combining two properties. Um, I sent you a picture. Yeah, um, this is um, this is a mashup in very much the definition of the word because you would not normally <laughs> put these two things together. <laughs> so I bought a um, Big Lebowski. I guess you'd say outfit. Uh, the pajama bottoms, the robe. 
Uh, I've got sandals. So I'm going as the Big Lebowski, right? The yeah. the dude. The dude. Except yeah. I've got a Mandalorian helmet that says, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let me bring up the picture so I don't um, mangle it from my uh, from my from head. Your one view? Uh, well, from exactly, yeah. So this is... It, ha- it has the, the um, Mandalorian it, it had, skull thing so, on it. Yeah, and then it then it is Mando Lebowski. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping people get it. I think they yeah. probably will. But we'll see. We'll see how yeah. many people want to take a picture of me. I, that's going to be weird. But yeah. Cole got quite a few people stopping him last year taking his picture. Uh, and his uh, friend, uh, I'll put it as that because I'm not sure if it's more than that or not, but uh, his friend dressed up as Spider-Gwen, and her costume was great, too. Yeah. So so on on the cruise ship, they uh, normally have a formal night where you, where people are expected to dress up. Um, it used to be you had to be black tie. Now it's not, not quite as formal as that. Um, uh, and I saw this uh, German girl on the ship. She was wearing kind of one of those... Uh, 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 <sighs> What, how would you call it? It's you know kind of like those um, uh, Renaissance fair type costumes. Oh yeah, sure. You know, with the the white shirt with the black um, stuff on top, kind of yep. tight fitting, and the flared out skirt, uh, and uh, and she had um, a blonde wig with blonde um, um, ponytails. Oh okay, you know, yeah. They, they, you know, plaits, right? And then and then she had cat ears on and a tail coming out from under the skirt. Oh wow! And I looked at that and I thought. Um, that's definitely anime of some description, though I've no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, and she was absolutely rocking it. And she, <laughs> like, we kind of said, we were joking. We said, well, so uh, I can imagine her parents saying to her, so, well, you need to dress up on formal night. And she, she's going, she's going, dress up. I've got just the thing. Yeah, right. Not, not quite what they had in mind. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah. uh, the picture for this episode, because I'm going to release the episode uh, after Comic-Con, will probably have a picture of me as Mando Lebowski. So there we if, go. If you look at the picture, that's me in my Mando Lebowski outfit. Unless something drastically happens um, and I don't end up doing it, then, I don't know, it'll probably be a picture of Picard or something. I have no idea. Uh, Garrett, if you don't go or you don't do it, then... Oh, I'm going. There's no question. Pre- Cole's yeah. dying to go. Yeah, presumably um, it will be that Mando has has to abide. Yes. <laughs> this is the way, dude. Ah, <laughs> oh, you should you should have put that on the other side of the helmet. Yeah, I was thinking this about it. This is the it. way, dude. <laughs> Man- Mando <Yeah>. abides, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna wrap up this episode. We'd love to get feedback from you guys. It's the show at Geeks Pub Podcast. Uh, you can always go to the Geeks Pub Podcast dot com or Geeks Pub Podcast dot com or mymac dot com and leave a comment in the show notes follow us on twitter we are used, still using the our sister show on twitter and facebook it's tech fan and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks see you later david see you then bye